when you hear the year 2011 in terms of college football, I want three answers from you. First player that comes to your mind, the first team that comes to your mind, and the first game that comes to your mind. I will start with one, Denard Robinson. Team, Iowa State. And the reason for that team mm-hmm. is because their game with Oklahoma State and Ames, which yeah. dubbed it mm-hmm. a place that you cannot win, according to who was that? Uh, Coward? <laughs> No, I don't think Brandon it was Calvin. I thought. No, uh, no, 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 no. It, it, it was. Uh, it, was a, it was either him or Skip Bayless. It was one no, 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 no. It I'm was. Known. I thought it was. Uh, what's that Fox guy that Colin always disagrees with on like what his rankings are? R.J. Young. R.J. Young. Yes, I thought it was R.J. Young that said that. I don't know. It? Whatever it is. Whatever, whatever it was. Anyways. Um, player that I think of. In the 2011 season, um, I'm going to go with uh, – shoot, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, my God. Come on. I had it. I brain fart Kirk Cousins. And the reason I think of Kirk Cousins is because of that 2011 Wisconsin-Michigan State game, the Hail Mary Mm -hmm. uh, at the buzzer just getting across the the goal line to beat Russell Wilson and, and his Wisconsin team. Hill married a former quarterback at the time, Keith Nickel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Team? Or is that? Oh, I, I mean, I could give you uh, Boise State. Boise State only right. mm-hmm. suffered one loss. It was Kellen Moore's senior year, and it was to the Frogs of TCU. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ironically, I think of the same team. I thought yeah, of so Iowa State the, first, and then yeah. he took it. So I yeah. was like, "Well, I'll For, give a different." Take another one. Yeah, I, I did. Stanford Cardinals. Um, well, it's Cardinal. 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 Yeah. Sorry, used to used to cards. So mm. anyway, I don't why? Um, player, shockingly, Bobby Wagner. Um, little bias there, and I'll admit it, but. One of the big reasons I think of that Stanford Cardinal is that that game that they played against USC. All-time classic, triple overtime thriller. That was that year? Mm-hmm. Man, I forgot. I remember that game, but I forgot it was 2011. And then, yeah. Yeah. Remember that team that went 6-7 and seven that year, too? Didn't they start six and zero? Ohio State. Oh no, no they weren't they six and zero. <laughs> they weren't out six and zero. <clears> yeah, I forgot about Definitely that. Definitely not. They were bad from the beginning. Man. Well, we'll talk about that. We've got a little bit more, like one other thing to talk about. There's one other topic, so that's why we're doing a revisiting. Our second one. We did this almost a year ago now with uh, the 07 season. We, mm-hmm. we talked about them like. Was it a year ago? Or was it just earlier this year? I don't no, know. it was last year. It was, it last, was last, last year. Season. I was going to say, it I was th- last I thought it was in the... Uh, uh, I thought it was like in, further along in the summer than it is, than it, we are right now, but maybe I'm wrong. No, I, I don't remember. But either way, we're doing our second one. 2011. 
That's a good win. There's a lot of people. It's like Woodstock, except everybody's got their clothes on. Personal file. 69. Offense. He was giving them the business. These people don't give a It's warm in here. I had to move my fan from back behind me over here because it's fucking hot, dude. Got an AC on too, and it's just warm as hell. Anyways, yeah, it's been warm all over here the past couple days. It's yeah, like I'm just, nice. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just feeling warm. I don't know what it is. Something. Feeling like triple digits here, man. Yesterday was up to seventy-five here, and it's seventy-eight. We got in the 90s yesterday. Y'all are nothing compared to us. Right now, it's a beautiful 42. Anyways. I'll tell you that. We got 78 right now. That's not even lunchtime. That's what we got right now. And it is lunchtime. Well, for you. After lunchtime. Anyways. We'll just go ahead and start with the obvious. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. Well, we, we briefly talked about it a couple weeks ago. By, by the way, before we go on, I found out it was June of last year, and I wasn't here for it. That's why I was like, I remember when that came out, but I remember listening to that on the plane because I wasn't here for that episode. Wow. That was a year ago. Dude, that conversation really doesn't go that long ago. No. No, it doesn't. it doesn't. 11 months. Unbelievable. Anyways, we talked about it a couple weeks ago uh, amongst ourselves when one of our one of our good friends jumped in in our comments and, and threw Auburn out as a landing spot for one Ben Bryant. Well, Ben Bryant has went to one of the three schools I mentioned when we were talking about him transferring, which is Northwestern. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd also talked about Auburn. Not wanting to pick up a quarterback. I thought they were pretty cool with Robbie Ashford. Well, a better option came along, and they took it. Peyton Thorne, along with a, a slew of star players. There's like two or three star players. Uh, Coleman went out, and they mm-hmm. lost a defensive player as well. Yeah. But Peyton Thorne, and a shock to everybody after the spring, is on his way out. He's going down to the Plains to be the new quarterback at Auburn. BJ, I believe it was you who said it in our group chat earlier this week. I'll make sure you get credit for it. Who knew that in May of 2023, we'd be saying that Auburn has a more solid answer at quarterback than Alabama does? Yeah. It's true. Yeah. We, haven't, we I mean, haven't been able to say that ever. We've never been able to go into a season and say, man, Auburn's really got the better quarterback this year. What about I mean, 2010? I was about to say, what do you mean, 2010? I, I think there was nope, still some because it was A.J. McCarron at Alabama. I was going to say. Cam Newton had just transferred Cam in, Newton and A.J. McCarron was the quarterback yeah. and solidified as the after being the backup behind um, mm-hmm. oh, behind Greg McElroy. He was no, solidified I, as the next starter. I didn't, I thought McCarron took over in 11, which. Even, okay, even then, it was still Greg McElroy then because. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it I, went from not a McElroy to, no, it was McElroy straight to McCarron. Okay. Um, but I think I watched the comeback game. I'm pretty sure McCarron was a quarterback in that one. But I could I mean, have been I could have been mistaken. Let me look. Well, guess what? I got I got that year up right here. So let me just go ahead and 
Yeah, it was uh, 20, 2010 was Mc, was McElroy. Uh, okay. Well, even then, still. So I, either way, um, a lot of people since Cam Newton was a transfer and had all the off the field mm-hmm. issues as well at Florida, like there was still a lot of question marks at Auburn for more so yeah. off the field. I was about to say going into a season, yeah. we have not been able to say that Auburn has a better situation. So in the statement era, for sure. Because I, I don't even – I mean, we'd have to go back and look at what quarterback play for both Auburn and Bama looked like in 07. Mm-hmm. But once once McElroy came in, Alabama took off and, and it had not yeah, – And it might play. have been the Blake Sims year and, and Jake Coker, the couple years that they, they went through them too. Oh, 2014? Because uh, Auburn was, was returning um, – did Marshall come back in 2014? I believe so. Maybe. maybe. Uh, I think that's what the deal was there. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, I mean, that that may be the only time. Uh, I think it might be. I'm going to fix this again. <laughs> nice logo. But yeah, either way, it's been a long time. Yeah, it has. I was about to say, I, I think that's been Marshall might have been the last real option they had before Before now. I mean, even with Bo Nix, there was no question going from Tua to Matt Jones to yeah. they did Bryce Young and Bo Nix didn't play each other. But yeah, I mean, it's not. Not bad, that's for sure. Um, really interesting to see what what comes for Alabama. I'm, I'm, you almost had the feeling that you know we talked about them getting a Notre Dame quarterback, but they didn't get the one that we had been kind of clamoring about. Maybe hitting the portal again. They get Tyler Buckner, but that doesn't really answer their questions. So it doesn't answer their problems. I mean, mm-hmm. they. I hope they have a, a solid answer by week one because this could this could be a legitimate down year for, for Alabama. Um, but with that said, I love, Peyton Thorne's a hell of a quarterback. He's played really well at Michigan mm-hmm. State. He's found a lot of success and made a good name for himself. And, you know, the grass doesn't really seem to be getting greener. It seems to be starting to die off in East Lansing. And I'm not, I'm not just saying that as – Somebody who's who's a you know who's out there as a Michigan fan, like I'm saying that as somebody who's watched this program start to struggle and they continue to find like more and more bumps in the road as they build. And you know, we watched it with with Michigan for a couple years too, or you know, 2019, 2020 wasn't weren't great years, but Michigan didn't also start with a 10 win year their first year with this first full season with this head coach. Yeah, and Jim Harbaugh, they were eight and five the first year. They they struggled in twenty fifteen. Um, yeah, so they started off pretty well outside of they they had the loss to Utah, and then they won like what four or five in a row going to that Michigan State game, and nearly won that one too. Thanks. 
I, I didn't say the infamous line. I didn't say it. Don't. Um, but yeah, I lost that game and then Whoa. lost to Ohio State. I can't remember. I feel like there's another one in there, too. Iowa. Uh, was Penn State in that year? No, because I think Penn State was still kind of rebounding a little bit. If I'm not mistaken, that was the last year of Bill O'Brien, so. Maybe. Either way, no need to focus too hard. I can find it. No. Though. Yeah, I was just saying. But getting back to Auburn and, and Peyton Thorne, I, I think. Oh, this it was is, 10 and 3. I didn't realize that we went 10 and 3. I thought we were worse than that. Yeah, it was only Michigan was, State, was, Ohio Utah. State, and Utah. Yeah. Wow. We beat Florida's ass in the Citrus Bowl. That was fun. I remember that. And then, and then they started off the very next year with the neutral site matchup in Arlington, right? Uh, no, that was 2017. Oh, okay. I thought it was like right after a. Um, no um bowl game and then they played again yeah no it followed up the orange bowl that we lost to florida state by one gotcha mm-hmm. gotcha gotcha that makes sense i didn't realize that back to back 10 and three years i thought i was eight and five then 10 and three interesting good to know but i mean you know uh for, for Auburn, they are getting a really good quarterback here. Uh, you know, you talk about yeah. a, a quarterback that was, what, over 5,000-plus yards in his two seasons that he was starting quarterback for – or over 6,000, almost 6,500 with Michigan State in just two seasons. And I, I, I think if we're all being honest, this surprised us because we just figured that he was going to be the starter for 2023 for Mel Tucker as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you definitely did. You would have expected that to have been the way things would have went, especially after the spring and everything. But it just looks like they're not either they're going a different direction or he's just wanting to get to be somewhere else and whatever it may be. Yeah, I I think they're they're just going a different direction. I I think Mel Tucker is kind of. Seeing that, you know, after the way that 2021 went and then how bad last year was looking for, you know, another spark that isn't named Kenneth Walker the third. Um, and I don't know if he's got it. I really don't. I don't think so. I, I, my buyout's looking pretty, pretty steep, pretty hefty. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. going to be around for a while. Anyway, it'll, It'll definitely be interesting to see what happens there, though, just because that that is such a steep buyout. It might be a turnoff. However, at the same time, we've seen college colleges do more somehow. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's go ahead. And just get into this. This could take a while. It may not take a while. We're going to start with 2011. And we're going to just go ahead and start. Pretty simple. Conference champions from 2011. Oklahoma State, LSU, Wisconsin. I should probably say the conference because there's been some realignment. Big 12, Oklahoma State. SEC, LSU, Big 10, Wisconsin. Oregon won the Pac-12. 
the Big East we'll get to in a minute. Uh, the ACC was Clemson. Um, Mountain West was TCU. The MAC was Northern Illinois. Conference USA was Southern Miss. Louisiana Tech won the WAC, and uh, the Sun Belt was taken by Arkansas State. The Big East, the reason I came back to that is it was a three-way tie between Cincinnati, West Virginia, and Louisville. Yeah. Back in the days of no conference championships. Yeah. Isn't that nice how that's all been eradicated, taken care of now? How the times have changed. This is just, you know, over a decade ago. It it Mm -hmm. feels like it it was so long, but it's only been a decade. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, Well, let's go ahead and... Excuse me. Just not looking for that. Um, Obviously, we know the national champions were Alabama. That was their rematch with LSU. Thank you, mm-hmm. Iowa State. Uh, the Heisman Trophy winner was RG3. The coach of the year was Mike Gundy. The preseason number one was Oklahoma. And obviously, the final number one was Alabama. Talk about some of the players of the year. The Nagurski, Luke Keekley. The AP player of the year was RG3. The Bednarik was Tyron Matthew. The Remington was Dave Molk of Michigan. Hmm. Uh, the O'Brien, Davy O'Brien Award was RG3. The Butkus was Luke Keekley again. Duke Walker, Trent Richardson. Uh, the Blitnikoff, Justin Blackman, and for good reason. Yeah. Talk about two guys that didn't pan out in the pros, though. Yeah. Richardson yeah. Blackman. Yeah. Who would, who would have thought that after the 2011 season? Yeah. I, I very different reasons though why they didn't pan out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Thorpe Award was Morris Claiborne. The Mackey was Dwayne Allen of Clemson. Uh, the Outland was Barrett Jones of Alabama. The Jet Award, the best return man, was Joe Adams from Arkansas. The Johnny Unitas Golden Arm was Andrew Luck. Randy Bullock won the Lou Groza. You think he was around for a lot longer than just twelve years now? Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. My goodness. Um, the Manning Award, RG3, the Maxwell, Andrew Luck. Uh, Ryan Allen won the Ray Guy Award, uh, punter out of Louisiana Tech. The Ronnie Lott Trophy, Luke Keekley. The Sammy Baugh was Case Keenum. Mm-hmm. Ted Hendricks Award went to Whitney Merciless of Illinois. The Vince Lombardi Award went to Keekley. The Walter Camp Player of the Year Award was Andrew Luck. The Coach of the Year from AFCA and AP Coach of the Year's. Uh, Les Miles were both of them. We talked about Eddie Robinson, Coach of the Year, being Mike Gundy. The Home Depot and Walter Camp Coach of the Year awards were also Les Miles and the Paul Bear Bryant Coach of the Year award went to Mike Gundy. I don't know how he ended up getting the Coach of the Year award uh, overall over Les Miles, but when the more of the awards were given to Les Miles, but it's not. Mm -hmm. Another big video. Uh, consensus All-Americans. I will let you know who the unanimous ones were. But we have RG3, Monte Ball. Um, sorry, Monte Ball uh, from Wisconsin. Uh, Trent Richardson, unanimous. Justin Blackman, unanimous. Ryan Broyles and Robert Woods were not unanimous, but they were also All-Americans. Dwayne Allen, uh, Levi Adcock. 
David DeCastro, Barrett Jones, uh, DeCastro and Jones, both uh, unanimous uh, All-Americans. David Molt, Nate Potter from Boise State. Randy Bullock and Joe Adams, those were consensus offensive All-Americans. On defense, Melvin Ingram of South Carolina. Whitney Merciless, unanimous from Illinois. Devin Still from Penn State. Gerald Worthy from Michigan State. Dante Hightower from Bama. Jarvis Jones, Luke Keekley, Mark Barron and Morris Claiborne, both unanimous. And Tyron Matthew, along with Sean Powell, a uh, punter from Florida State. So, hey, you, you said Case Keenum won the Sammy uh, Bog Award that year, right? I did. Yeah. Was that was 2011 the year that College Game Day was at Houston for the SMU Houston game and Corso said, we "Oh had fuck the it, same, okay." We had the same. Right. Oh fuck it, yeah. Yeah, I I couldn't remember if, if that was 2011 or if it was 2010. For sure, it was 2011. I, I knew Case Keenum was in college for like seven years. It felt like it was crazy. Something. Well, let's go ahead and talk about some leaders. And Case Keenum is going to be the first one we talk about when we talk about passing yards. And uh, by 900 yards was he the leader in the country. 5,600 passing yards on the year from Case Keenum. Brandon Whedon was second at 4,700. Landry Jones had 4,463. Geno Smith, 4,385. Nick Foles, uh, 4,334. Other guys in the top 10, RG3, Brock Osweiler, Seth Dagey, Alex Carter, and Taj Boyd. Not to be confused with Jared Diggy. Yeah. Um, older brother, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. Is that a correct statement? Yeah. Brock Osweiler it, it, in there, though. It, How about that for yeah. ASU camp? Yeah. I was going to say, the, um, the, that Brock was back Osweiler. in the... That was still the time period, even though Leach was not at Texas Tech anymore at this time. Uh, you still pretty much were guaranteed, even with when uh, Tommy Tuberville came through, uh, that a Texas Tech quarterback was going to be up there in, in uh, the major passing leaders pretty much year after year. Yeah, absolutely. I'm getting rid of my book because I don't need it anymore. But we're going to go ahead and go through passing touchdowns, 48 uh, national leader. That's Case Keenum. Uh, mm-hmm. Kellen Moore, 43. Matt Barkley, 39. Andrew Luck and Brandon Whedon, along with RG3 at 37. Aaron Murray, 35. Darren Thomas, Keith Bryce, Russell Wilson, Taj Boyd, and probably more with 33. Most interceptions is a name you have never heard unless you live in the eastern part of North Carolina, and that's Dominique Davis from ECU at 19. Sean Mannion was second at 18. Other name to note, Denard Robinson had 15. Um, And Landry Jones and Ryan Tannehill both had 15 as well. Yeah. Um, we talk about rushing yards. Monty Ball, nineteen twenty-three. Lamichael James had eighteen hundred yards. Ronnie Hillman was extremely good that year at San Diego State. Um, other guys you may know their names for multiple reasons. Uh, Trent Richardson, sixteen hundred yards rushing. Robert Turbin from Utah State was in the top yeah. ten with fifteen hundred yards, and Bobby Rainey. Uh, from Western Kentucky, 1,695, right around 1,700 yards. Solid list there. We'll compare that along with the rushing touchdown leaders. Of course, Monty Ball had 33 rushing touchdowns. Bernard Pierce with 27, but the name that's tied with him, been second, 27 rushing touchdowns. 
the legend himself, Colin <laughs> fucking Klein. 27 the year, the year before he was going to be in the Heisman uh, yeah. Th- this was the year that he really yeah. exploded on the scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Trent Richardson, uh, 21. Robert Turbin, again, was in the top 10. Ronnie Hillman was up there, and Michael James. Uh, Cameron Marshall from ASU as well. Mm-hmm. So. Joseph Randall from Oklahoma State at 24 that year. He was fourth. Yeah. And, well, man, what a talk about a, a what-if story if he had figured out all his demons. When he got to the pros, he was a good running back. We'll go ahead and go to receiving yards. Uh, just a few names on here that are really notable names in the NFL today. Kendall Wright, um, not a notable name in the NFL, but Kendall Wright was a name. I mean, fuck, everybody knew mm-hmm. him for the big yeah. touchdown reception. To beat uh, Baylor. Well, he played for Baylor, so why would he beat Baylor? I mean, uh, I meant Oklahoma. I meant Oklahoma. Yeah, the uh, the famous Joe Test call. Uh, sometimes you'd rather be lucky than good, and boy, mm-hmm. were they in that game. Justin Blackman's up there, fifteen hundred yards. We talked about him multiple times already. Mm-hmm. Um, Rashard Matthews. Um, before I, we've talked about this before, did he officially like go over to defense? Or was he a receiver his whole career? I felt like he played defense in the NFL. Am I the only one who thought that? Or is there just uh, a second Richard Matthews? That, I thought there was a second Richard Matthews because yeah. this has Richard he Matthews dash one, and he was a receiver. Okay. Yeah, he only ever played receiver at the NFL okay. level. Perfectly fine. I don't know why, but that was in my mind. Uh, Keenan Allen from Cal, 1,300 yards. Obviously still playing a big role in uh, not San Diego, L.A., <laughs> the Chargers. I almost did it again. Uh, Chris Gibbons, too, from Wake Forest. That's a name that I have not heard in a very long time. Um, receiving touchdowns, Patrick Edwards was a nation leader with 20. Justin Blackman had 18. Uh, Robert Woods with 15 this year. Kendall Wright, 14. And then a bunch of guys tied with 12. Some of those names in there. Uh, Marvin nice. McNutt from Iowa. Yeah. Sammy Watkins. Stedman Bailey. Um, yeah, wait. That so you West mean West Virginia receiver core was absolutely fucking out of this world. So Stedman you mean Bailey was me, so underrated. There was an Iowa receiver once upon a time that caught multiple like double digit touchdowns in the same season. Did he they was, even have? He, he was their Charlie Jones in 2011. No bullshit. They, Marvin Marvin McNutt was unguardable. He, yeah. he was so damn good at Iowa. Did they even have 12 receiving touchdowns as a team last year? On a, I, th- I think Charlie Jones had 12 himself. No, I'm, I mean, Iowa as a whole, not. Other than Charlie, Charlie Jones? Charlie Jones played for Purdue last year. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I was about to say. He... my part, not last year. <laughs> um, I knew, I knew, uh, I knew that he had been in Iowa, but then he transferred. I was like, wait, why are you talking about Charlie Jones when we're talking about Iowa? Because he was at Purdue last year. Yeah, no problem. It's all uh, good. Anyways, touchdowns from scrimmage, the leaders. Colin Klein, 27 touchdowns total. Yeah, he had all of them on the ground that year. Um, Monty Ball with 39, so he added six through the year. Trent Richardson had 24. I mean, it's a, pretty similar names here. Michael James at 19. And that includes, I believe, that was this was the year that he got suspended for a game, was it not? 
or for punching the Boise that State. That was Legarrette Blunt. That's right. That was, Legarrette I, Blunt, I was in yeah. 2009. So that's mm-hmm. I don't know where that my... was. A few years before the. Yeah. I'm about to say Oregon hasn't played Boise State since that game. I can't <laughs> imagine why. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um. Let's see. What can we find on the defensive side of the ball? Solo tackles. Luke Keekley, 102. Solo tackles. Hell of a mm-hmm. deal there. Uh, otherwise, really, no names that have gone on to be huge names in the NFL. I mean, there's no Bobby Wagner on this list. There's no, you know, nothing on this list, to be completely yeah. honest. Surprise, uh, Aaron Donald's not up there on this list, honestly. Bobby Wagner is up there, 80 assisted tackles. Yeah. Luke Keekley had 89. But again, that's about about it here, too. Yeah. Total tackles. Luke Keekley led the country with 191, as you'd imagine. Um, again, a Bobby Wagner sitting at 147 and fourth. Tied with Brian Wagner from Akron, but even he wasn't that good. Chris Borland was really solid at Wisconsin at the time. Mm-hmm. Danny Trevathan from Kentucky, 143. Um, but that's about it on that. Tackles for loss. Whitney Merciless, 23, is in second behind Sammy Brown from Houston, but I not heard that name in a, ever. Uh, By the way, BJ, to answer your question, um, yes, Marvin McNutt had more touchdowns in that one year <laughs> than all of Iowa threw for last year. Oh, that's pitiful. Anyways, that's pitiful. Uh, Khalil Mack with 21 tackles for loss. He was in the top 10, tied for six with Drew Nowak, who I thought was going to be much better in his career. Drew Nowak at Western Michigan was extremely solid. I remember when Michigan played them in week one, that was the only guy that seemed to get talked about in that game, and didn't really go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Jarvis Jones was on this list, so that's about it. Miles Burris as well. I guess that's another name that's notable. Whitney Merciless led the country in sacks with 16. Jarvis Jones had 13 and a half. Uh, Aaron Donald had 11 sacks. There's the first there time we've seen him. Yeah. Tied with Denikos Allen from Michigan State. Um, and Melvin Ingram had 10 from South Carolina. And that kind of, again, ends the list of guys you you know. Mm-hmm. Interceptions this year. Uh, David Amerson had 13. He led the country out of North, out of NC State. Bakari Rambo had eight. He was second. Casey Hayward from Vandy, which I didn't know he went to Vandy, but he did have seven. Um, Dexter McCoyle was on this list. Bryce Callahan out of your Rice Owls. Sorry, my <laughs> Rice Owls. Um, Morris Claiborne, LSU. Morris, Morris Claiborne's on this list with six. Pretty solid list there. Um, most pick sixes. We had multiple guys with two, so I'm not doing that. Uh, we're not. <sighs> Anybody recognize? Uh, no, not really. Tank Carter, man. Tank Carter. TCU represent. Once again, no, nobody recognized. Uh, Tank Carter was a very good linebacker. He was. Passes defended. I assume this means deflections. Yeah. Um, towards the top of this list, I'm not seeing too many. EJ Gaines is like the first name I recognize. He was in third. Beyond that, uh, Desmond Morrow. 
from Toledo. I know that name only because of thank you, CW, uh, future home of Pac-12 football. <laughs> um, beyond that, I'm not catching Carrington a Bindo. lot of these names. Quandre Diggs, I yeah. recognize him. And Cody Sensabaugh from Clemson mm-hmm. uh, closes out that list. So not, not terrible. Yeah. Fumbles forced. Whitney Merciless, nine forced fumbles mm-hmm. in 2011. He was really uh, merciless was on the field defensively. Tyron Matthew, four six. Chris Borland from Wisconsin with five. Corey uh, Lemonier uh, from Auburn had five. Danny Trevathan, DJ Hayden, Jadavion Clowney had five. Khalil Mack, uh, wow, what a – and Sansley Maponga, too, from mm-hmm. TCU had five. Yeah. Not bad at all. I No. I can get behind that. Let's see if perhaps there you go, schedule. Do you know what the most watched game in 2011 was? I mean, it shouldn't be a surprise. I would assume it's Alabama LSU from it was. or whatever week it was. Yeah, game of the century in 2011 had 20 million viewers. It was number one. The second most game watched nine game to three. Nine, to six. nine to six in overtime. Mm-hmm. The second most watched game was the SEC championship with 12 million viewers when LSU beat Georgia. All right. We're going to go through and talk about some uh, some games. And we're going to kind of go week to week, but we're only going to go kind of very few and far between. But I'm going to start with week one okay. of 2011. And I'm going to bring up a couple games here that were – uh, kind of game of the year type caliber when we first talked about them. That was Oregon and LSU and Boise State, Georgia. Both games were pretty solid, pretty solid games. LSU obviously mm-hmm. beat Oregon, Boise State, big time win over Georgia. Um, mm-hmm. That was a hell of a matchup. I remember going back and watching that game a couple different times and just seeing how how good it truly was. Um, other than that, week one was not terribly exciting, to be honest. Um, USC-Minnesota ended up being a much better game than it probably needed to be. Um, otherwise. Oh, and U- USF upset Notre Dame in week one. Huh. 23-20. How about so, that? There's something we can... Week two. Week two had Alabama Penn State, um, where Alabama kind of dominated that game. That was that was a whiteout, wasn't it? I believe so. Mm-hmm. It would make sense. Uh, other than that, South Carolina Georgia, where South Carolina beat Georgia forty five forty two between the hedges, led by Marcus Lattimore and Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, Marcus Lattimore ran for almost. Over 175 yards in that game. Mississippi State and Auburn was a good game. Uh, that was prior to, or actually post, what was that game? Three to two. Well, that was worth that game. Yeah, that, that was like 08 the, or 07. I know what it was. Yeah. I, I was about to say, I thought it was 08. Texas and BYU was a hell of a game, too. Uh, Jake Keith mm-hmm. was the quarterback <laughs> in that game. Yeah, and that was the last time Texas beat BYU, I believe. 
Yes. Because then it was the Taysom Hill show the following year, the next time they played, I should say, down in Austin. Yeah. Michigan-Notre Dame was a crazy legendary one. best game of the week. Yeah. Week two, to be honest. That was the first night game at Michigan Stadium, was it not? Yes, it was. Week three had a Thursday night matchup of LSU-Mississippi State. Pretty solid. Uh, it also had a Saturday matchup of Oklahoma and Florida State, which I have never seen anything of probably since then. Yeah, I, I was going to say. try to find that. I don't, I don't even remember. I mean, I think I remember I, yeah. Oklahoma and Notre Dame playing, but I didn't remember Oklahoma Florida State playing in the, in the early 2010s. In Tallahassee, too. Yeah, I'm going to have to go find that game. Um, Only a 10-point win. That's a pretty, pretty good game. Ohio State went to Miami and lost 24-6. to I forgot about that game. I remember the wow. matchup, but I totally forgot about that. Ja'Cory Harris and Lamar Miller ended up being the big big deal in that game. The uh, revenge game for, for Miami after the 0-2 championship. I wonder, yeah, like, that was like the that first was... of a home-and-home. Home. I think Ohio State absolutely whooped their ass in 2012. Wouldn't surprise me. I was going to say that's the first time they played since that championship game. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Um, keep in mind, Ohio State went 6-7 this year. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I uh, keep bringing Arkansas, that up for a reason. No, uh, Arkansas <laughs> and Alabama uh, was a ranked matchup. LSU mm-hmm. West Virginia, what a game that could have been. Geno Smith went for four sixty three, and they still lost and only scored twenty seven points or twenty one points. It's crazy. Um, Oklahoma and Missouri. Little do we know that that would be the final game with them two as conference opponents. Mm-hmm. Back in 2012 or 2011. Um, yeah. Talk about this Oklahoma thing. State and Henry Josie was the running back and the leading rusher for Missouri in that game. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember that name at all, but no, he ended up being – he was really, really talked about over the, his time over there. Wait, how many yards did he have in that week? game? 133. Over wow. 100. So. Nine and a half uh, yards of carry. Oklahoma State, Texas A&M, another game that was a, the final. Uh, that was a crazy one. In that game as well. That was a crazy Point game, if I'm not mistaken. That was the one that. 29, Brandon Whedon. Well, I think that was. I think that was one that uh, Justin Blackman would had like a touchdown, uh, but he like started to celebrate too early and like fumbled it out of the end zone, and so it was a touchback, and A&M got it, and it was a really close game. I thought so. If I'm not mistaken, that's where that, that clip comes from. Hmm. Georgia Tech in the top 25 is interesting here. Uh, <laughs> and Georgia not, because Georgia, I think that was their what first or second win of the year. They started yeah. in two. So yeah, they got, but, I guess they got to two and two. Um, Georgia Tech, in this game, we, we talked about they didn't have a leading rusher or anything, but we talked about Brent Renner at the quarterback position for North Carolina, Gio Bernard, the running back at mm-hmm. North Carolina. What a cool game that was. Notre Dame, 15-12 win over Pitt that year. Jeez. All right, week five. If we could. 
Week five, Alabama absolutely laid it down on Florida, mm-hmm. 38-10 in the swamp. Boise That's State great. got their revenge on Nevada from 2010. Mm-hmm. Nebraska-Wisconsin, that game, walked into that week thinking that was going to be a good game. And Russell Wilson and company had a very, very different plans for that week. Uh, South Carolina's national championship hopes were dashed by Auburn that week, unfortunately. Clemson, Virginia Tech was not very good either. Pittsburgh just throttled South Florida and knocked them out of the ranks uh, on a Thursday night that week. Oh, yeah. Ranked Illinois surviving Northwestern, 38-35. Georgia Tech continues to stay, keep winning games. Mike Glennon, the quarterback at NC State at the time. Yeah. 58-0 win over Minnesota for Michigan. That's crazy. Yeah. And Michigan State beats Ohio State 10-7. Hmm. Yeah. LSU, yep. Florida. LSU just walked mm-hmm. <laughs> walked Florida right out of that game. Uh, Oklahoma did the same with Texas. Yeah, Auburn, was... Arkansas was not very good either. Georgia Tech keeps winning. They're in the top ten probably after that week. Wow. Nebraska beats Ohio State behind. Taylor Martinez and Rex Burkhead going absolutely insane in that one. I remember watching that game. South Carolina throttled Kentucky 54-3. Connor Shaw was a quarterback in that game, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe Steven Garcia was injured. but Yeah, and that was the last time I thought that, or maybe it was the year prior, that until like last year I thought that South Carolina had beaten Kentucky at Kentucky. You might have to... Double I don't know. That. Well, they know it because this game was played in Columbia. That's why I was just saying maybe I'm yeah. wrong. Maybe it's 2010. Yeah. Uh, the last uh, matchup between A&M and Texas Tech, 45-40 A&M winning on the road. Crazy shootout up there. Week seven was – one of very little intrigue other than Oklahoma State, Texas was interesting, but not for long. Um, Michigan State, Michigan was that week. Yeah. Yep. I remember Oregon beat the crap out of Arizona State, and then mm. Arizona State did nothing the rest of the year. South Carolina survived a road scare at Mississippi State, winning 14-12. That's when Tyler Russell was mm-hmm. finally getting going. Illinois gets upset by OSU. Nate Shieldhouse at quarterback in that game. Man. That year. That was an unreal. K-State gets by Texas Tech. Georgia Tech finally falls to Virginia 24-21. Another form game that we haven't seen again, Texas A&M Baylor. Uh, A&M yeah. pretty big. That was, if I remember right, that was still probably a, a Kiyosera game that was on FSN. That's probably why we haven't seen it again. 
because it wasn't nationally broadcast. Oh, I meant just the matchup, not even the game itself. Yeah. Um, Auburn LSU. Back. Auburn LSU. LSU just continues to walk, walk over pretty much everybody. Um, mm-hmm. Alabama doing the same. Oklahoma doing the same for the most part. Oh, no, because they lost to Texas Tech. I forgot about that. I looked at that. Yeah. It didn't even strike me until just a minute ago. Yeah. I was just about to say, when did that happen? That was uh, that was their first home loss in like six years, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, yeah. I remember that because that was around the time that the Rangers were in the World Series, and I was at a high school party. And so we had like World Series game on one TV, and Texas at Tech and Oklahoma on the other TV, there was like a, a long rain delay in Texas Tech. Uh, Oklahoma didn't start uh, and uh, until like 8 or 9 o'clock or something, so it was going longer than uh, than the baseball game did. Uh, Wisconsin-Michigan State, there's the game that we've been – we've talked about already. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, the Hail Mary. Yeah. That game was absolutely – Ludicrous. Washington, Stanford. Stanford wins mm-hmm. 65-21. <laughs> Oregon beat Colorado 45-2, so things haven't changed much in 10 years there. No. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. Otherwise, that week was pretty tame. Yeah. And then the funny thing is, um, I know you're probably not going to bring this up, but the funny thing is that Texas Tech, after beating Oklahoma in Norman, was ranked the very next week, went on to lose uh, at home to Iowa State Mm 41-7, which is just ridiculous. Yeah, the Big 12 was drunk that year. Uh, Wisconsin followed up their Hail Mary loss to Michigan State with a Hail Mary loss to Ohio State. Oh, man. I remember that game. I don't think so. Was that, was that the – the? Uh... That was like the first time that Ohio State really re- uh, rolled out some uh, like throwback-style uniforms. Mm-hmm. Was that and Braxton Miller and – Braxton uh, Miller to, De- um, to Devin Smith. Yeah, Brad Nessler was on the call for that one, right? Yep, I believe so. That's why I thought I remember. Um, yeah. We're not going to talk about Houston and Rice on Thursday night in week eight. No thanks. Why not? Uh, hard pass. <laughs> Couldn't imagine why. Oklahoma State, big one over Baylor. Georgia Tech upsets Clemson, and that might be the last time they even beat Clemson. I think it is actually. Back in 2011. Sounds right. Stanford USC. We talked about this game. 56-48, triple overtime. Andrew Luck, 330 passing yards. Wow. Um, Oklahoma throttled Kansas State. Um, in the little apple too. That was a insane game. Nebraska gave it right back to Michigan State, twenty-four to three. Virginia Tech a fourteen ten win over Duke. South Carolina a fourteen to three win over Tennessee. Um, I already talked about Wisconsin losing to Ohio State. Michigan beat Purdue. Texas A and M with a win in overtime or a loss in overtime to Missouri. Um, Nothing more really noteworthy. Believe it or not, that was not the last time that Georgia Tech beat Clemson. They won in Atlanta 28-6 in 2014. That is the last one uh, okay. that Georgia Tech has. They've since lost eight in a row. 
Week 10, that was the LSU-Alabama game, was it not? The one versus two? Yeah, I hit the wrong button. Um, no, you're good. Yeah, it was Alabama-LSU part one, a 9-6 win in overtime for LSU. Mm-hmm. K-State and Oklahoma State played a classic. Brandon Whedon uh, just edging out this that K-State offense, 52-45. Yeah. Uh, Boise State continued rolling. Oklahoma got back on track. South Carolina lost to Arkansas, two top ten matchup teams in that game. Uh, Northwestern upset a top ten Nebraska team in Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michigan lost to Iowa, which is typical over the last decade. Um, anything else? Wisconsin stopped losing on Hail Marys. <laughs> Louisville. <laughs> Knocked West Virginia out of the top 25 just as soon as they went in. Yeah. Week 11. We won't talk about the uh, Cupcake November games that we just were going to see at the top of that. Um, that was a crazy game. Kansas State and A&M, 53-50. Yeah. I even got to that yet, but yeah, okay, uh, sorry. Held the game four overtimes there. TCU Boise State thirty six thirty five. It finally brought TCU into the top twenty five, I believe, following that week. Yeah, it was a miss field goal that Boise State had at yeah. the end and, and after Boise TCU scored State. a touchdown and, and got the two point conversion. Yeah, and Boise State's like first loss in three or four years at home. Mm-hmm. Like, State took Tech to the woodshed. My goodness, sixty-six to six, folks over Red Raiders. Yeah, I remember that game. I remember Oregon that game. Stanford fifty-three to thirty. South Carolina beat Florida in a yeah. super close game. Clemson survived a, a scare from Wake like Forest thirty-one twenty-eight. Baylor at Kansas thirty-one thirty. Nebraska Penn State was really good too. Um, mm-hmm. Not about a week. Missouri beat Texas seventeen to five. <laughs> Michigan, West, Vir- Illinois. West Virginia knocked off Cincinnati. I forgot Southern Miss ended up being in the rankings yeah. for a week or two. Yeah, they, they barely were, survived they UCF for a couple years at this point, or a couple weeks at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, week 12, LSU just gave Ole Miss the business. <laughs> gave her the business. Southern uh, Mississippi loses to Alabama, Birmingham, UAB. USC ended Oregon's national championship hopes with a 38-35 win. Matt Barkley mm-hmm. went off. Him and Mark Easley had a great connection in that game. Baylor took Oklahoma out of national championship contention. Arkansas stayed in contention with their win over Mississippi State. Clemson taken out of contention by NC State in a big way. Yeah. And otherwise. Penn State survives at Ohio State 2014. Yep. Virginia wins at Florida State 14-13. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Week 13, we November 27th? 26th, November 26th. 
the last ever Texas Texas A&M matchup as Big 12 foes. Texas, Texas gets the Justin Tucker walk-off field goal. Yes. Arkansas and LSU, that was a 1-3 matchup on Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. where LSU won 41-17. Um, Going away. Houston kept kept winning. They were in the top ten at this point. Not too many Friday games to talk about. Of course, we're going to talk about 40-34. That week before was, was Houston-SMU where game day was there, and of course it said the F word. Yeah. Um. Alabama with a big win over Auburn. It was a rivalry week. We'll talk about a handful of these. Sanford over Notre Dame. Boise State over Wyoming. Not that big of a surprise. Oklahoma beat Iowa State uh, the week that week. South Carolina 34, Clemson 13, as it should. <laughs> Georgia beat Georgia Tech by two scores. Michigan first win since 03 against Ohio State. Wisconsin absolutely again gave Penn Matt State the business. State. Uh, Baylor Texas Tech was fun, sixty six forty two. Seth Daigie had three hundred fifty five yards. Terrence Omar Ganaway had two hundred forty six yards on the ground. Um, wow. Big Twelve said defense was that. The UConn, defense was option. UConn Rutgers UConn one forty to twenty two, but I just saw. Gary Nova's name on the passing list, which if you watched Big Ten football when Ruggers joined, Gary Nova was still their quarterback then mm-hmm. too. And wow. It was pretty solid. He was not a bad quarterback by not any stretch of the imagination. Week 14, West Virginia beat USF. Uh, stay in the top 25. Oregon beat UCLA. Georgia beats LSU. Oklahoma State beats Oklahoma. Did you say Georgia beats LSU? Sorry, LSU beat Georgia. My bad. I was Sorry. about to say. No, I was reading it left to right, not scoreboard. Yeah. But, um, Wisconsin over Michigan State. And I believe these were the conference championship games, too. Some of these. Some of them, yeah. The pack, the Oregon over UCLA was a Pac-12, as you I was mentioned. About to say, I'm sitting here and looking, reading this. I'm like, this is definitely not all regular season games because um, Clemson, LSU, Virginia Georgia. Tech, Clemson, Virginia Tech was the ACC championship that year. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin, Michigan State was a Big Ten championship. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State was regular season. Georgia, LSU was, again, regular season game. Or, no, that was the SEC. Right, sorry, yeah. I'm reading this shit too fast. You're and good. Last game, December 6th through 12th. Army over Navy. Where did I miss? No, Navy beat Army 27-21. That was part of that streak. That was the losing streak, yeah. Yeah, my bad. Again, I looked. I read left to right, not the scoreboard. Southern Miss mm-hmm. beat Houston 49-28 in Houston for the conference. So where am I missing? What I'm... Is it a bowl game? No. No, I just... I didn't... Oh, here it is. It was a Friday game. Oklahoma State losing to Iowa State on a Friday night. Back in week 12, I totally just mm-hmm. lost over that game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I knew it was a Friday night. Overtime. Nobody had said anything about you it. Can't win in Ames. Yeah. Ames is impossible to win in. 
Yeah, let's go ahead and talk about some of these bowl games though, while we're sitting here. Uh, this is the New Mexico Bowl where Ohio and Utah State played. Tyler Tuttleton took over offensively, and that game was, was extremely great. solid was, down the stretch. Was, was a very good, very close game there in Boise. It was. It was a great game. Uh, that was the New Mexico Bowl, not the uh, – oh, no, it was, it was not no, a it great was, Never mind. It was just a good game. Yeah. It was the Idaho Potato Bowl. I, I, I thought that was what that game was, but – so I'm going to – that's why I'm struggling right here. Is because you can see this, and you can see how that's directly over that. Yeah. Mm, but you have to look at the result. Yeah, you got to. I, I was to say, I've got it on uh, Sport Reference. Well, I'll yeah, just have, I'm using that's cool. I didn't ask. <laughs> Uh, just trying to be helpful. The poinsettia bowl, which I really miss being a thing. <clears throat> Me too. TCU won that game uh, over Louisiana Tech. I but remember it was that. Just the TCU Invitational. Yeah, well, pretty much. That that or or Rose. Well, that was Fiesta. second place in the Mountain West Invitational. So. Yeah, because the Boise got the first place in the uh, yeah. in the Mountain and they West. They got to go to the Vegas Bowl, they which they played go. Arizona State and. Gave Arizona State the business. 56-24, Brock Osweiler had almost 400 yards passing, but Doug Martin was over 150 on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, Florida State, Notre Dame, and the Champs Sports Bowl wasn't bad. Baylor and they, Washington in the mm-hmm. Alamo Bowl, 67-56 win for Baylor was mm-hmm. something. Sark is over 2 in Alamo Bowls in his career. And Washington immediately fired their defensive coordinator after that game, by the way. Wouldn't surprise they me. Left them on the runway. I don't know why <laughs> I don't know why I remember that fact, but As a matter of fact, they strapped them to the runway. <laughs> uh the inside bowl, man, I missed that. Yeah. It turned into a Buffalo Wild Wings bowl, which was a much better bowl name, but Yeah. What is, State- that what is that now? What's the inside bowl now? The cheese it Bowl, I think, or I maybe think, it was the no, one that it is. It, is. No, it's, it was the one that Wisconsin it. and Oklahoma State played in last year. I think there's like because there's no because they, they in two, Phoenix two. now. I thought well, guaranteed well, rate is no longer the same as guaranteed rate. I didn't think it was. Hold on, I'll I'll look because Insight Bowl used to be the Copper Bowl. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, it migrated north to Tempe. It found okay. a real town, yeah. not Tucson. So Insight is uh, is guaranteed rate. You're right. I remember it you being cheese it because it was 2018, 2019, and then it got rebranded because 2018, 2019 was the TCU Cal game that was just so 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 bad. My eyes. The cheese INT bowl. Yes. What a name in the pinstripe bowl. Steel Johns. Johns, <laughs> maybe? What the fuck? Is that Iowa State's old quarterback? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting name there. Um, you had Florida beating Ohio State in the Gator Bowl. I'm not even there yet. I'm still looking through. The Fight Hunger Bowl. Illinois-UCLA was good. I remember that game a little bit. The Sun Bowl, Georgia Tech, and Utah would have been fun. It went to overtime, too. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Stanford, Oklahoma State in the Fiesta Bowl overtime. Great game. That was a great I, game. I'll never forget that one. The I Rose Bowl was really good with Wisconsin and Oregon. Mm-hmm. The Capital One Bowl was amazing. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey went for like 150 in that game. The Outback Bowl was really good between uh, Georgia and Michigan State. Yeah, too. the Outback Bowl was good. And this was also uh, – no, it wasn't. It wasn't what I thought it was. Well, no. Well, 2011 was the year – 2010. Bowl season in 2010 was when they officially changed the scoreboard. And then the 2011 so. season was like mm-hmm. – The bottom third. Yeah, like 09 into the new decade, and once the decade top, hit, right. whole season, they went from the top to the one mm. on the bottom that you'll see in NCAA 11. Yeah. And they've used, and they've used something along those along lines. Along those lines, yeah. Um, I don't know how we got to the Sugar Bowl, but we did beat Virginia Tech. I remember that. I, I really have no clue. We lost a couple of games. Well, we were 11-2, and two, I guess, but mm-hmm. nonetheless. Uh, yeah. West Virginia beat the crap out of Clemson. Yeah, that was what the seventy thirty five game, right? Yeah, seventy yes. thirty three. But Clemson, uh, yeah. Geno Smith went nuts. Andre Ellington was good for Clemson, but Tavon Austin, Geno Smith went for four oh seven. That was just bonkers. Yeah, the Gator Bowl was won by Florida. Mm-hmm. The Cotton Bowl, Kansas State and Arkansas. Arkansas won that one. And we saw a couple other shit games before twenty one nothing Alabama. In their first of two ass whoopings straight national championship games. Mm-hmm. But that is 2011 remastered now, or revisited, not remastered. <laughs> now, I will ask if there's one award or anything you could change and give to somebody else, or anything about the year that you would want to see again. What would those things be? Like any result that you'd want to see again, basically, or anything, any part of that year. If there's anything you would like to have seen differently, other than the obvious answer of a playoff, which I think I would just, be fun. I was gonna say I, that year. I don't know. I mean, I think it would have been fun to playoff wise. I think I'd rather, as good as that win for Iowa State was. If Oklahoma State doesn't lose that game, do we get the back-to-back titles for Alabama? What What do we think of the Alabama dynasty if you change the result of the Oklahoma State Iowa State matchup, or or what if in, instead of you know Oklahoma State being third even after they lost, what if they're still second ahead of Alabama just by percentage points? If you're not having to play. Did the playoff format? It would have been LSU and Stanford mm-hmm. versus the winner of Bama and, and uh, Alabama State. State. There I go on NCAA twelve later and <laughs> sim those two games and see. I like that idea. We'll have to have a full recap for from you on Wednesday. Yeah. What a what a time. Yeah. I think I wanna know. I know one thing you wouldn't change about twenty eleven. Unless you could take 
that six and seven. I, I know, I know what I would continue with twenty twelve. I wish they would have said, you know what, we'll give you another chance, Luke Fickle. <laughs> Let's see here. I don't care about yards per attempt overall. Here's a question I have. Do you believe that Robert Griffin III was the rightful Heisman Trophy winner that year? Yes. Looking back on it now, I would probably rather see the Honey Badger win it just because I feel like he was more crucial to his team's success. Like, we saw it the next few years. Once he was kicked off the team, that LSU defense was night and day different and night and day different. And we all know how that LSU offense wound up. All right, I'm, I'm looking at one thing here. So 2011, 600 yards on the ground, 10 touchdowns. So your your options it wasn't Honey Badger was five Cam I know, but I, I wouldn't put I wouldn't put Trent Richardson ahead of RG three, I wouldn't even put Andrew Luck ahead. Um, I think that I, I think that the only person that you really could have made an argument for because they still valued running backs at this time was Monty Ball, but I. I wouldn't have put him ahead. I think that money that balls up there, but the thing is, like, obviously nowadays it's it normally goes to like best player on best team or one of the best mm -hmm. players on on or best player on one of the best teams. Mm -hmm. Baylor, in my mind, wasn't one of the best teams. No, they weren't. But I'm not here to argue that. If I'm looking at this overall, I think my overall look outside of just hype would have probably had Russell Wilson in New York, mm -hmm. to be honest. I mean, he had 33 touchdowns to four picks, 3,100 yards. And on top of that, um, NCAA was huge, but I could also see what, where Monty ball would just be there too. So mm -hmm. either one of them, I have no problem. You can pick your poison there. Um, Case Keenum was the best passer, but he wasn't going to come close to getting to New York. I think what at what aided RG three was his ability with the dual threat. That's why he was there, and, and that's perfectly fine. I mean that that helps a lot of quarterbacks out right. in some scenarios, but I just don't. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, uh, there, there's yeah. a handful of guys I'd I'd put on this list. I think looking back on it, like if I'm looking at quarterbacks. Um. Handful of guys. So I looked down and I saw one of my favorite players ever. Cam and I were talking about him the other day. You know where this is going, Cam? Remember when I, I was seven in NCAA so. 12 and I was like, Oh, yeah, yeah. Dan motherfucking yeah. Persa from Northwestern. <laughs> oh, my the, the God. The kicker that this guy and I were critical of. Oh, Jeff Budzine was. Oh, dude. Where the hell? Yeah. Um, 
But another what if that I have is um, th- this is more so a thing across his entire career. But what if Marcus Lattimore didn't tear his whatever? I forget which leg of I mean, yeah, he destroyed his whole knee. It wasn't just mm-hmm. the ACL. Yeah. Like, he destroyed a lot of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I am curious, looking back on like what would have been um, fantastic running back that is so unfortunate that his career was so hampered by injuries. Wasn't uh, 2011 the last year that Paterno coached at Penn State until he got fired because of the uh, Sandusky mm-hmm. scandal? It was yep. his last full season. I don't uh, even think he made it the full season 2010 was. Yeah, I think this was the year that all of it started. Could have been. So I'm looking through here, and I'm seeing some names. At, at Kicker, by the way. Um, what a class 2011 was for kickers. All right, let me just throw some names out there. Don't Nobody go click on it. I'm just going to read some names off. We obviously have... Uh, Randy Bullock. We've talked about Randy Bullock. We had we have Justin Tucker. We all obviously mm-hmm. talked about Justin Tucker. There was Drew yeah. Basil, who I think went to the NFL for like a couple years. Didn't go very far, but he was really solid that year. Um, Dustin Hopkins at Florida State. Chandler Cantonzaro from mm-hmm. Clemson. Uh, Chris Boswell. Rice Owls. <laughs> uh, <laughs> down here we have. Um, Jeremy Shelley at Alabama, Zach Hawker at Arkansas. Um, Brennan Gibbons was okay at Michigan, but he's not really on that list. Dan Conroy at Michigan State. Mm -hmm. Brandon McManus at Temple. Um, Fuck. I know Blair Walsh was at Georgia this time, too. Oh, so that was one more. Cairo Santos is on this yeah. list. Um, Jeff Budzine is, is in this class. There are a lot of damn good kickers in 2011. Mm-hmm. I mean, the year of the kicker. I was about mm-hmm. to say, dare we call it the year of the kicker? I mean, how many of these guys are still kicking in the NFL or were? Quite a few. Quite decade? a few. Unbelievable. Great numbers. So this was the this was the year before I, I believe this was the year before the uh, Blair Walsh was uh, on the uh, as the kicker for the Bulldogs of Georgia. He was twenty eleven. I, I just saw him on a list in twenty eleven. There he is. Yeah, I see it. And the stats. He was towards the bottom, but he was on the list. I see him. I see him. Yeah. So, with that said. And we took about an hour. That was Talking fun. 2011. So uh, I guess if you watch this and you get this far, comment and let us know what is next. What year will we go for next? I picked 2011. I thought it was kind of close to 07, really, and we didn't get a chance. I mean, we talked about it. I mean, there was a lot of shuffling at the top, but it were the same teams that stayed up at the top. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, I guess the heavy hitters were already up there to begin with. 
So yeah, let us let us know what you think. And um, mm-hmm. that being said, we'll uh, be back on Wednesday tomorrow night. We got Loudmouth Weekly. Cam and I will be discussing the latest in the playoffs. I haven't been around to talk about playoffs. <laughs> playoffs. So we'll be we'll be here doing that. What do you mean playoffs? Yeah. So with that said. Thank you guys for tuning in, and we will see you tomorrow. I'll see you Wednesday.